It's about the fear of not having enough, of, of the money running out. When you are in a scarcity mindset, it's saying, I don't have enough. But more than that, it's saying, I don't have enough and I don't know how to create enough. Hello, and thank you for joining me for another episode of the Unstoppable Woman podcast. I'm Amira Alvarez, your host, and let's get started. So today we are talking about how to get out of scarcity thinking, specifically today around that money scarcity. This can leave you so trapped in life, and it's often happening all the time, but you don't recognize it until you go to make a purchase about something or you go to pay your bills and you start going into a bit of a freak out about not having enough money. And yet it is likely pervasive throughout your life. So we want to talk about how that's showing up for you and what to do about it, what what you need to do differently in order to not only free yourself from that kind of thinking that feels just terrible and to create more money in your life, increase your cash flow, right? That would be lovely for most people. Most people, I will say most people, even if they have a successful business, they have some sort of money struggle. They don't have enough cash flow to meet payroll. They don't have enough, enough cash flow to make the merchandise purchases in advance, have those invoices paid, those POs paid, right? They, there's some challenge around the money. They don't have enough money coming in as owners pay to pay for their life. They're working hours upon hours, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And when they do the math, they're actually getting paid something like 5 or $10 an hour. And that's not okay, right? You are working extremely hard, but you're not getting the big payday. Now, there is the beginning of a business where you have to put a lot of effort in to get the ball rolling, to create the momentum. I am not going to tell you that you don't need to put the effort in and that you can just wave a magic wand around this. But if you've been in business for a bit of time and you're still in that struggle, there's, there needs to be a shift. And one aspect of it is getting really clear about your thinking. And we're going to take one particular aspect of that today, which is scarcity thinking, particularly on around money. So that is the context of our conversation today. So people talk a lot about scarcity mindset or a lack mindset or scarcity thinking. People throw this about a lot. Oftentimes they say things like she was just in lack thinking or she's got a total scarcity mindset. And that might be true or it might be projection or it might be a combination of the two. But either way, a compassionate articulation of what you notice is a much better choice than judgment. Judgment is going to keep you limited and quite frankly, 
We all have all aspects in ourselves. So you are probably seeing this aspect in yourself and not liking it and wanting to reject it. And instead, what if you embrace that and said, yes, I see that in you, therefore I see it in me. How is this showing up in my life? And what do I need to do to transform it gently, compassionately, yet directly without ignoring it, without saying that it's okay as is, I don't need to do anything differently. How can you embrace this in yourself so that you can transform it? That looks like ownership of it. That looks like personal responsibility. So that's a little tip. If you're a bit further along here and you're someone who understands the concept of scarcity thinking, when you see it in someone else, take that little moment that to pause and go, how is this showing up for me? Where do I need to transform this? Where do I need to release this? Where do I need to grow myself? And then do that for yourself. Okay. So first, why is this even an issue? We talked about it a little bit already in my sort of outlying of the episode, but there's a bigger concern here. Okay, so so you need to care about how you're thinking about money because in business, you are constantly making buying decisions all the time, in life as well, outside of your business. But think about your business. You're thinking about what to invest your money in all the time. Should you hire a team? Should you hire someone who has a ton of experience and therefore comes with a salary that is much higher? Or should you hire someone who's new to the game and you can grow? That's a buying decision. And neither is holistically, uh, what's the word I want to, in itself, right or wrong. It all depends on your come from in your business, where you're at in your business, what you need. There's a lot of variables there, but that's a buying decision. Do you invest in a new system? I remember when I was first starting my business, and many of you might relate to this right now, every buying decision was enormous to me. That $10 a month app that was going to help me streamline something, I was like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Should I do the annual account or should I do the monthly account? Because it was, I didn't have enough. And so, and I didn't have a flesh mindset. So I was always in fear around making a mistake. Now, I'm not going to go into the psychology behind the fear of making a mistake, but it's because I've done it a lot in this podcast. So if you need more on that, I would go search back to past episodes and really listen to it. Many people tell me that they binge listen to the podcast from the very beginning. And I encourage you to do that because in some ways it builds on the material that I teach and that I help people with. So there's a lot to be said about stepping free of the fear of making a mistake. So there is a business decision that you have, a buying decision that will come into play in your business. And it can be around team. It can be around systems and apps. It can be around your environment, your office space. What do you invest in? What equipment do you invest in? 
What contractors do you invest in? Many people come to us for coaching and that is a buying decision. Are you willing to invest in coaching, in mentorship? And what are you comparing that to? These are all buying decisions. And you want to think about this. There's an adage out there that used to drive me crazy because I did not understand it, which is the way we do one thing is the way we do everything. So if you notice that you are approaching money in a particular way in your business, you're probably doing that in your life as well. Are you going to restaurants? And I don't know if you're going to restaurants right now. We're, we're in the time of COVID, but think back to when you did go to restaurants. Like, did you decide what you wanted to eat based on the price? Did you scan for the price? It's a great habit to get into, not to look at the price. Don't go left and right or right to left. Go up and down. Decide what you want before you look at the price tag. Do you do this when you're shopping for clothes? Do you look at the price tag before you decide whether you want to try it on? What if you decided based on desire first and then value? Try that on for sites. Do you decide what hotel room you want to book based on how much it costs? These are all buying decisions. Do you look on Amazon when you're deciding between which scrub brush to buy to see how much it is? What if you looked at like the aesthetic of it or how well it worked or how well it lasted or the sustainability of it? What if you had a different value on which you decided to buy that wasn't based on not having enough, because that is what this is fundamentally about. It's about the fear of not having enough, of of the money running out. When you are in a scarcity mindset, it's saying, I don't have enough. But more than that, it's saying, I don't have enough, and I don't know how to create enough. I have ignorance of that. And that's, that keeps us trapped. And no one wants to live in that state of being afraid. And it's a constant in most people's life. If this is you, don't feel bad. I am not shaming you. Okay. This was me up until my mid forties. And many people live their entire lives like this. Okay. Because It's not taught to you how to step out of money scarcity. And this is really this idea of not having enough is passed down generationally by the beliefs that our parents held and our grandparents held and our great grandparents held. And those beliefs not only were communicated through our environment, our nature, our, excuse me, our nurture the conversations and experiences that we witnessed and participated in, but it was also deeply ingrained in our DNA. And that is passed on. There is, there is an understanding in our DNA as well, that nature aspect of it. And, and it creates this fight or flight or freeze experience 
constantly, this low-level state of constantly being in a fight or flight or freeze. And that does not feel good. That is not freedom. And we know that instinctually, and we need to learn how to get out of that. So today we're going to cover quite a bit of how that works. And if you're interested in this as a topic and really setting yourself free, I'm going to mention that we have the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit coming up in May, May 14th, 15th, and 16th. And it's three days of me teaching you how to really scale. And that has everything to do with making money move, getting out of the scarcity mindset, falling in love with the idea of money and knowing how to create it. So if you're interested in that, we are in the super early bird ticket range. The tickets are incredibly reasonable right now at 147. Run, don't walk. Now's the time to get your ticket. And it's good through March 31st. So keep that in mind as you listen to this, that you have to get out of ignorance around this in order to change your outcomes, your results. And I would love to be able to help you with that, but that's your first step. And it's a, an incredible value for the, the investment. Okay. So our first thing that we want to really dive in today is that this idea that there is not enough money, that there isn't enough, that's the big lie. That's the big lie. It's just not true that there isn't enough. There isn't enough money is a big lie. And it has mental and emotional control over you. But it's not true. It's not true. And you might say, but Amira, there really isn't enough. I don't have enough money to make payroll or to send my kids to college, or to pay rent, or to even buy food. I don't have enough. There really isn't enough. And I wouldn't argue with you. That's true from one perspective, from your perspective. But I would give you the information you need to break free of this cycle. It's true from that perspective. Okay? You're right. Right now. You do not have enough and you do not know how to solve that. But that does not mean that there isn't enough. That's the lie. And it's a perspective issue and it's an awareness issue. You're ignorant of there being enough. So there is more money now than there has ever been before. There's more money in circulation now than there's ever been before. Think about how much money was in circulation in the time of Cleopatra compared to what goes through the stock market alone today. Think about what was in circulation in the time of Michelangelo. Think about how much money was in circulation in the time of the First World War or the Second World War, or even five or 10 years ago. There is more money in circulation now 
than there has ever been before. And it keeps expanding and growing. We live in an expanding universe. We keep growing it on this physical plane. Now, the amount of money on the spiritual plane has always been the same. All the money that ever was and ever will be is here and it's here now on the spiritual plane. But we just haven't called it in to the physical plane. And we have been calling in more and more money because it's an expanding universe. You just don't know how to call in that money whenever you want it. And this is an ignorance issue. Now, I want to be super clear here. I am not making a value statement about that. I am not saying you're wrong, you're bad, you're not enough, you're lesser than by saying that this is an ignorance issue. And it's not an intelligence issue either. Many very smart people were at one time ignorant. They didn't know how to do something. I know I was. I was completely ignorant of how to get out of my own way. I was completely ignorant about how to scale. I was ignorant about how to make more money. I was ignorant of what created freedom. I was ignorant of the universal laws. I was smart, but I didn't know these things. I just wasn't aware of these things. I was living in ignorance. And every day, I commit to growing myself out of ignorance. I still do this. I am constantly, constantly, continuously growing myself to a new level of awareness because everything we want that we do not have right now is at a higher level of awareness than we currently are. We only get the results of what we are currently aware of how to do. And that's why you need to grow your awareness. How do you do that? You listen to podcasts like this. You work with me. You go to the summit. You you build your awareness. You read books. Okay, you build your awareness. You are currently not aware of how to get the results you want. Just own that. Own that. It doesn't make you wrong or bad. And if you're saying, I have a business plan, I know what to do. I want to ask you if you are executing on it or if you're getting distracted, slowed down, getting into overwhelm. Are you losing your focus? Do you keep playing at the same level? Are you not getting your results as fast as you would like them to? I constantly hold myself to a higher standard. I know that I want results faster than I'm getting right now and that there's always more room for growth for me. I am appreciative of what I have right now, but I'm always going to admit, ah, there's more for me. There's more for me. Because I don't have a scarcity mindset. I have a growth mindset. A scarcity mindset says, if I admit that there is something that I'm ignorant of and I need to grow and I want to be be at a different level, that what I am currently is not enough. That is a scarcity mindset. That not enough, that place where you're defending yourself against, I don't want to be wrong here. I don't want to be not enough here. That is living in fear. That's a scarcity mindset. There's more to that. I don't want to get too off on a a tangent there because we want to focus on money today. 
but you want to be thinking about that. Okay, so this is also not just an ignorance issue, but a perspective issue, right? If you are looking at this from, I don't have enough money in my bank account to pay my expenses, my bills, my credit cards, that's a perspective issue. The law of relativity says nothing is big or small until you compare it to something else. You're comparing your expenses to the money coming in. That's the the perspective that you're using. It's not entirely inaccurate, okay? But when you're saying you don't have enough, you're only looking at your bank account and you're only looking at your current capabilities. You're only looking at what you're doing now and you're comparing it to that. In addition, you're saying that what's in your bank account, that's mine and it's not enough. But what if you changed your perspective? What if you looked at all the money that ever was and ever will be and said, that was yours as well, equally yours as anyone else's. You had equal right to call that into form and move it into your bank account and use it. Then from that perspective, it's no longer a not enough issue. It's a mechanics issue. This is very important. This is very important. It's a mechanics issue. There's plenty of money. Stop saying there isn't enough. I am simply saying you're ignorant of how to move it. That's a mechanical issue. That's a mechanics issue. You are unaware of the laws that govern the movement of money. And I'm saying if you're tired of this, if you're tired of being ignorant, of feeling that swimming upstream bit, right? For me, I want to I want to be very clear. For me, it was a swimming upstream. I was taught that hard work, being a good person and hard work was the way to make money. If I just did those two things, if I just worked harder, I would move money. I would be able to receive at, at a higher level. Now, hard work is part of it. I, I'm not going to lie to you. If you want to say putting in the effort instead of hard work because hard has an energy of struggle, I don't care what you call it. In the beginning, quite frankly, you have to put in a bit. It, it's going to feel like a struggle because you don't know how to move through your limits in a non-struggly way. Eventually, you get to the place where you easily move through the limits that you see for yourself. But in the beginning, it feels like freaking hard work. Okay. But that is not the only thing that's going to move money. In fact, if you just rely on that, you are going to always stay in the struggle because it's not the secret sauce, if you will. It's not the needle moving action. It's not how to do it with more ease and with more grace. Learning these laws and applying them This is how to step out of the struggle ultimately. So again, if you want one of those tickets to the Unstoppable Woman Income Breakthrough Summit, this is where I go into this in so much detail. And it's by far the least expensive way that you can get a huge amount of information on this. So you can get tickets at theunstoppablewoman.com slash summit. Write that down. Remember it whatever you need to do, pause this podcast, go buy your ticket, 
now's the time. Okay. The unstoppablewoman.com slash summit. Okay. I got on off on that, that tangent. Okay. So there's plenty of money. That's what you need to know right now. There's plenty of money, but there are three more things that I want to share with you right now that you really do need to know to, to make a big shift around this. Okay. And this will be a good foundation. There's more to it, but we'll start with this one money moves. Money is meant to circulate. It's meant to be used. It takes a temporary stay with particular folks, but only if it still has the need to be used, if it's allowed to be used, if that person is still using it. Money loves to be used and it wants to be used for expansion. Everything in life is for expansion, for growth. You too, okay? If you're not growing, you're dying. If you're not growing your money, you're limiting it, okay? What are you doing with your money? Are you in fear of spending it? That's quote unquote dying your money. That's limiting it, okay? Are you hoarding it because you think it's going to run out? This is a scarcity mindset that comes from ignorance about the qualities of money. So money moves. It doesn't want to feel trapped. It wants to feel like a welcomed guest. And this is one of the topics that I'm going to go into in the summit in a lot more detail this this time around. I really want to dive into the qualities of money so that you know how to treat it so that you become a money magnet to it, okay? That money wants to stay with you, wants to hang out in your bank account, okay? Wants to allow you to use it. And it's very much tied in with the masculine and the feminine. And we're going to be diving into that in at the summit as well. There is a sexuality to, to money. And I cannot wait to teach you about that. Okay. So don't be a graspy lover. Okay. Don't, you, you know how you've dated people who have been needy. Okay. They have been like, I need you. I need you. I need you. And they're graspy. Not need you like um, appreciate you, but need you like I need you to make me feel okay. They're insecure. Don't be a graspy lover to to money. That's a little prelim what we're going to go over at the summit. Okay. The masculine aspect of money is that it wants to be used. It wants to be put to work. It wants to do its job. Okay. And if you are hoarding it, if you are in scarcity about spending it, about investing it, you're not allowing it to do its job. And it's going to get irritated and want to go hang out with someone else. Okay? Think about people, to really understand this, think about people who make lots and lots of money, like the billionaires out there, the multimillionaires. They put money to work. They put money to work, whether in the stock market or the real, in real estate, commercial, residential, or investing in businesses and investing in people directly. You know, you, you need to recognize that money wants to grow and it wants to be invested. It wants to be put to work. So start this today. I don't care how much money you think you have or don't have. You have something. You have $10 in your pocket. How can you put it to work today? How can you invest it in a person, 
in a thing, in yourself. The best investment is yourself. I've invested so much, we talked about this already, in getting out of ignorance. That has been an incredible investment, the best investment. I went from, you know, well, I started this investment, investing in myself long ago, right? I started, you know, I was a self-help junkie. I would read all the books, but that was like a small investment. And then I did the courses and maybe they were a, a small investment. And then I started going to the seminars and things like the summit that I've talked about. That was my next level investment. And then I started investing in coaching at a higher level. All of those investments in myself, and you could say my investments in my environment and my clothing and all of that were investments as well. We can talk about that too. But let's just talk about this personal development investment. That was a huge investment in myself and that has paid dividends, right? I went from making 30K a month to making, uh, excuse me, take that back. I went from making 30K a year, not a month, a year to making 90K a year that tripled my income. And then I went to making 138 a year. That was the next year. This is all sequential. So 30K one year, next year, 90K, next year, 138. So that was another large chunk. That was another, what, almost 50K, $48,000 more. And then that next year, when I invested even more in myself, I went from 138K to 700K. That's a five times increase. And then I went from 700K to crossing the seven figure mark. And I've never looked back. I keep investing in myself. I keep growing myself in small ways and in large ways. Okay, so the best investment is growing yourself, but you also wanna invest in other people. That would be, delegating, right? Hiring team. You want to invest in small things. Let me give you another example. Here's a great example. If you have, you know, very little in your bank account, you want to invest in your personal development. That's number one. Number two is, you know, invest in your environment and your self-image. So you want to grow your worth. That can be small things like spending the time to dress well, put yourself together. Even if you're not buying new clothes, you can feel good about being in the clothes that you have already. Put yourself together. It could be a small investment in something to do with clothing, right? A new pair of tennis shoes that are uh, sparkly white, something like that. I don't know. Whatever turns you on. Small little investments. I started with uh, getting my nails done regularly. So I would look at my nails every single day and feel like, oh, wow, I invested in myself. I said I was worth it. So you can find these little places where you can invest in yourself. Start where you're at. You don't have to um, hawk the farm or anything, but do invest where you're at. And some people hawk the farm, right? They go all in. They make a huge investment in something that is is calling them that they feel strongly about, like buying a business or, or something like that. Okay, so where else, what else do I want to see? You can, even if you only have a little bit, you want to think about how can you give it to something that will grow. So invest in your business, in yourself. And what's really important is that you do this without having a scarcity 
mindset, a scarcity feeling. Okay. So this is your vibration. You want to look at whether you are purchasing things with a, I don't have enough vibration. Okay. Feeling. So when I first started getting my nails done, I, I remember I was pacing across the street from this nail salon and it was a nice nail salon. It was an up-level nail salon. And I was pacing, kind of feeling ill at ease, like I wasn't, I didn't have enough. Should I purchase this? Is it worth it? Um, what will my husband think? All this stuff. And I needed to, boom, in that moment, make a decision and shift my energy around this and say, I'm worth it. I'm doing this. Now, I had to continually experience that and choose that so that it was worth it. I also did this when I was first growing my business. I would tithe 10% of my income to three particular charities that I believed in. And I felt like I didn't have enough at the time. So sharing that revenue that was coming in with charities, it felt awkward. It felt like I, it's scary. And I had a vibration of I'm going to run out and I had to write that check or click that button and change my energy around it. So you have to change your vibration and vibration is feeling. We, we know how we feel, what our vibration is by how we feel. Okay. This also came up. Let me give you a larger example of this. This also came up when I purchased my big mentoring when I signed up for private coaching for a year. And the investment was more than I had ever considered spending on myself or quite frankly, anything before. And I was signing the contract crying with tears running down my face. Every element in my body, every cell in my body was shaking because I was confronting that scarcity big time. And I was stepping forward into truth saying, I know that this is the right thing for me. I'm scared. I have this not enough. I have this fear, but I'm stepping into it anyway. And when I did that, everything changed. I owned it at a different level. Like there was many more things that had to change beyond that, but that was a a first major thing. And then when I started to make more money uh, as a result of that, I started doing incremental things along the way to really increase my money mindset, my experience with mindset so that I felt more comfortable. And one of the things that I did was I started shopping for nicer clothing. That was important to me. It may not be important to you at all, but it was it was something that was important to me. And I I remember the first time I spent $10,000 in one shopping experience and that didn't happen overnight. Let me just tell you, there was an incremental increase there, but it was still a significant expenditure. I had to really refuse to think that I was going to die, like that, that I was doing something wrong, that there wasn't going to be enough and, you know, just move forward. It was a stretch. I guess what I'm saying there is that it was still a stretch for me at the time and it's all relative, right? It, it, I needed to move through that 
but I remember incrementally, let's, let's talk about running the stairs here incrementally. I remember when I went on my first $500 spending spree that for clothing, that was enormous to me. Okay. And each time I, I pushed that edge of what was acceptable, I had to change my energy around it, my my vibration around it and step out of the scarcity thinking. So maybe I'll do a whole thing on, on clothing. I think that would be a good idea to talk about that. Okay. So money moves. That's where we're at here. Money moves through people, through sales. It comes from source. It comes from energy. It comes from all the energy that is infinite intelligence, spirit, whatever you want to call it, supply, and it moves through people, through sales. And if you're afraid of sales, if you hate sales, if you avoid sales, if you want people to buy from you without doing sales, you must get over this, okay? Because money moves through people, through sales. You just have to get good with this. You have to get good with this and you have to learn how to do sales and master it and start loving it. Now, if you already love sales, and many of my longtime clients will text me, oh my God, I love sales. And they're telling me this because they've, they've moved through the blocks around it and the money's coming in and it feels so freaking freeing. You know, they're having 5K, 10K, 15K, 20, 28K, you know, paydays. And, and it's happening not just once, but multiple days a week. And they're like, oh my God, I never knew it could be like this. Now that doesn't happen overnight and you need to have your business model so that it's a good business model. Some business models don't scale. Some business models don't work and we would need to clean that up. But sales is a a big thing. You have to, and if you love sales, okay, if you already know you love sales, but you still have a cash flow problem, there could be a number of things going on. One, we might need to tweak your business model. Okay. That's very important. Two, you might have a self-image issue that could be limiting what you believe that you're allowed to receive. And that's a, a much bigger topic. I've talked about that a lot in the podcast and we'll do more at the summit, but that's a big issue that needs to be solved. And you might be missing something in your sales conversations. You might need a little tweak to how you're doing sales. You might need to better your best. Okay. There's, there's never a place where you want to stop growing around that. The, the millionaires and the billionaires, they're still looking at how to do, you know, how to do their negotiations better, which is a type of sale, how to, how to do their sales better. They never stop growing around this stuff. This is what I notice. So you need to, to hold the same mindset there. Okay. So the next thing you need to, to know is the law of perpetual transmutation of energy. So this law says that everything is moving into form and out of form and out of, from out of form to into form. And that is a constant transmutation of energy. Everything is energy and it's moving into form and out of form and back again. So what would be an example of this? Water is a perfect example. You boil water and it goes into steam. From steam, it con- condenses into rain. In rain, it goes into rivers. In rivers, it flows into the ocean and then it becomes, 
you know, another weather pattern and it, and it gets moved and it rains someplace else and it goes into your faucet and then it, you boil the water or the sun heats up the water on the roof and it goes back into to air, right? Like it's constantly moving into form and out of form, including into ice, right? That's, that's absolutely part of its, its transmutation. And the same thing happens, you know, with ideas, okay? Everything that is into form right now started as an idea. And that idea already exists in non-form, in supply, in spirit. It already exists in non-form. All the things that ever were and ever will be are here and they're here now. They're just in non-form and you might not be aware of them. But then, boom, you get an idea. You get a brilliant business idea. That's an idea. Then you have to transmute it into form. And that's what the law of perpetual transmutation of energy says. You are constantly doing this. But you need to master it. You need to master the methodology for this. You need to master how to do that. When you understand how to do that, you will understand how to make money move. And money wants to move. It wants to be in circulation. How to make money move towards you, be magnetized towards you. Okay, the third thing that you need to know is the law of compensation. The law of compensation says you will be compensated according to the need for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty in replacing you. Okay, so this is where the business model and the self-image come in and your ability to grow yourself come in. If you want to be compensated at a higher rate, if you want to make more money, you need to look at the need for what you do and are you valuing it first and foremost appropriately? There's a whole methodology to to really seeing the value. Are you really good at it? This is where investing in yourself makes sense. Now, caveat here. I often see people say, I'm going to invest in a certification program. Another, like a PhD or getting their law degree or getting certified in project management or some sort of certification as a means of avoiding building their business. This is not what I'm saying. You have to do it concurrently. You have to do it concurrently. Otherwise, it's just a delaying tactic. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Okay. The difficulty in replacing you. Do you own your full self-expression? Do you own who you are? And this is a question of self-love and self-worth. Okay. Again, this is where we need to look at your business model and your self-image and your self-worth and, and all of that. We, we need to lovingly whip those all into shape, okay? Because this, if you want me to help you with growing your business, i.e. growing your cash flow, and I don't care if it's a traditional business or you, say you're an actor, that's not a traditional business, but you're running a business there. You are the business, Okay. Maybe you're a painter, a fine artist. You're running a business. Maybe you're an athlete. 
professional athlete or you want to be a professional athlete or you're an amateur athlete and you want to want to earn some money from it, that's a, a business, if you will. Maybe you're in a career where you're, you know, a high level manager in a company. Your your director level, your uh, VP level, your senior VP, you're you're at the C-suite. What is that? You're running a business. That business is you. Okay. So we need to lovingly whip all those things into shape. Okay. And act in accordance with truth and the universal laws. If you get this, you will get how easy it is to make money move and magnetize it to you. Okay. So again, the summit is the, the best place for you to really go deep with this stuff. And the super early bird tickets are $147 and they're good through March 31st. And you can find that at the unstoppablewoman.com slash summit. Okay, so look for a future episode on how scarcity shows up in the other areas of your life. Today, we talked about money scarcity, but people also live in scarcity around time, around love, around attention, around certainty. And the antidote to all of this is awareness and behaving differently from that next level of awareness. So getting out of ignorance, stepping out of ignorance, getting to that next level of awareness, and then acting, locking that next level of awareness in by taking an action at that next level that will scare you because you're not wholly there yet, but you have to do it anyways. Being scared in this way is the way to step out of scarcity, okay? Because it's it's doing the thing at the next level. Okay, with that, I'm Amira Alvarez. Rock it out, be unstoppable, and I'll catch you in the next episode, and I hope to see you at the summit. Take care, bye. Ever feel like a fish out of water? Like nobody really gets you? Well, if you are loving this podcast, then you'll love the Unstoppable Woman community. Meet high-performing women going for more in their lives and businesses at the Income Breakthrough Summit that we are holding for you. Learn more and grab your ticket at theunstoppablewoman.com summit. I hope to see you there.